0: Welcome back to episode 28 of the Top Loaded Podcast and this episode is brought to you by GorillaShip.co.uk, the UK's number one choice for sports cars and memorabilia shipping for the United States. And joining me as always is the lovely chap who actually went to the game and has a nice little story of actually how he got the card, uh, got a card for a ticket and all this. So Harry, A, we limit ourselves to about 20 seconds of football chat every episode. How are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've just about recovered from a, a stressful game on on Saturday evening. But um, yes, I'm very well. Thank you for anyway, mate. How are you doing? You well?
0: Yeah, I can't complain at all. Bank holiday Monday. So it's all great trying to get this wrapped up. And then we can just, I can stare at my cards all day, which is always fun and what I normally end up doing. But before we go into our talking points of this episode, it's been a bit of a quiet week within the cards world. I think everyone would admit that there's not been many releases. It's obviously. World Cup stickers come out last week, so we will get onto that. But is it nice just to have a bit of downtime within the cars world? Not many scandals. There's not many releases, and it's just kind of quiet period where people actually look like they're buying cars.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's new for a change. I think usually we're used to being sort of bombarded week in, week out with new releases or new sets coming out or something going on within within the hobby. So yeah, it's probably quite refreshing to have like a little a little week break, um, a, bit, a bit of downtime. So, yeah, I, I, I genuinely feel like at the moment, the market is slowly starting to pick back up again. I think people are buying cards again. Um, and it's, it's, it's nice to see it from a, like a seller's point of view and from a hobby's point of view because it, this is, it's coming back to us to where where it used to be. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to have a, a quiet week for a change. Oh,
0: definitely. It is nice. We had it when we were talking about what to discuss and we had to kind of just stared at each other and just like, oh, that's not been that much. But I think the first thing I do want to talk about is your latest... I always we, we say if we pick anything nice up or we sell anything, we'll talk about it. And it's been a bit quiet on my end I've literally bought one car, which was £2. Um, I could talk to you about that for about 10 seconds. So There's no point at all. But I see that you've picked up a quite a nice pickup for the PC. And it's a, one that you was debating about buying. And I've got to say it is a gem.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so one um when, I'm, when I, I, I saw it a couple of weeks ago and I sort of was like I keep it in the back of my head, not sure if I'm gonna go for it yet. And I umdenard for quite some time and yeah, got to the point the other day where I just sort of messaged the guy and come to a come to a deal. But yeah, the uh Mick Schumacher um twenty twenty Top chrome F two auto rookie card PSA eight auto ten. So yeah, really pleased to uh, obviously have that in the collection now and my first actual F1 auto, which I'm quite quite pleased with, and obviously none other than uh than Mick Schumacher. Um, I managed to pick up his dad's obviously Michael Schumacher's um grid rookie card at the last London card show. Um so I've currently got them both next to each other in the in the display. So yeah, it does it really nice. I'm uh, really happy to have it in the PC. So yeah, just can't afford to eat or drink for the next month.
0: <laughs> I think we put everyone's put themselves through out pain. Um say it's, it's a great addition. The autos, There's just something around the autos from the 2020 set, which is like the growl, so to speak. Of, I mean, you see some of the chip obviously. He was in F2, so he's the most desirable F2 driver within that set autos, but I don't know what it is. Like, someone could put the 2021, because what people don't know about F1 Chrome is Mick Schumacher's technically got two rookie cards. He's got the F2 from 2020, and he's got the F1 rookie from 2021. So, is it always your goal to go for the 2020
1: rather than the 21? Because it's actually like a true rookie of sorts. Yeah, I feel like it's. I would say it's a divided opinion, but I, in my eyes, I feel like it sways more towards 2020. That is the more desirable set. In my eyes, I think the 2020 design's a lot nicer, and equally, it's classed as like the rookie season for every driver, like Hamilton's first card, Verstappen's first card. Um, you know, you've got the big rookies in there like George Russell, Lando Norris that have the rookie card logo on their portraits. So, yeah, in my eyes, I mean, I'm I'm literally six cards away from a full base set of 2020. So um, it's been going on for quite a while now. It's quite when that's finally finished. But um, yeah, I think in my eyes, I do prefer the 2020 Chrome to 21. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, regardless of whether it'll be 2020 or twenty one for Mick, just, I'm just pleased to have an auto of him in the set. I guess you can say the F2 is probably more desirable as a rookie card, it's his first ever proper card, as opposed to then when he signed the hats. Um, yeah, in my eyes, I just I prefer the 2020 Chrome, and yeah, just really pleased to uh, finally have one of those in the set.
0: Yeah, you definitely missed out a big rookie on your list there, 2020 of Nikita Massapin, but... Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's probably more of a laughing thing than anything else. Been that ship out. <laughs> yeah, a very long time. I think it ship's out when he spun out on the first corner, but everyone's to their own when your dad wants to sponsor the team. But moving away from the lovely mixture, color, which you can be seen over on your uh, Instagram, which I definitely say recommend because it's a lovely card, is the World Cup stickers are now out. Um, my famous words was, I'm not collecting this sticker book. I'm only going to go for the Arsenal players. So I've bought 20 packs so far. So I bought 10 individual packs on the day they come out and a tin with 10 in. And I find it quite intriguing that the actual stickers, I quite like the design of them. Whereas obviously we're all used to like the plain white stickers of old, but this one's a bit more colorful. However, I actually did hit quite a nice sticker, which I'm very pleased about. No idea how to price it up. So for people who don't know, you've got your 670 stickers, which are in the, uh, Normal set, and then you have these extra stickers, which are made up of legends and rookies. Some of the legends are debatable, had every really young Killian and Bafé legend status, but probably the PSG owner had that in his new contract. Um, but I actually did hit a Cristiano Ronaldo Legends extra, which is very nice. Just the base. But how they work is there's a base, a bronze, a silver, and a gold. The base is in every 150 packs, I believe. The Bronze is in every 350. Then it's a big jump up to silver, which is 950. And then gold, which is every 1900. Lucky enough, I hit the silver one, which is a lovely sticker. Now, I'm in two mindsets I put on my story last night, whether to keep or sell. And there's still this debate. I've spoke to a few people of parallels within stickers and having something to chase after rather than just the empty stickers. And we, uh, sorry, like the normal stickers. We spoke about it last week, how... It's a very touchy subject between just keeping it stickers or parallels. After seeing some of like the stickers coming out, have you changed your thoughts at all about the uh, parallels within the World Cup sticker book?
1: So I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I don't think I've properly seen like a parallel. I know mean, also the one that you just you just showed me, um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm still not sold. I've still got a pretty undivided opinion as to whether um, they are probably a necessary or b uh, worthy, I guess, addition. Um, but I think that the stickers themselves are really nice. Um, I'm still yet to walk into my local store and see if they have any. So I might have to go for a wander this afternoon. Um, but yeah, I think you know they are lovely stickers. Um, Obviously, a couple of Arsenal, Car- Arsenal stickers, sorry, in there. Um, but yeah, I think the parallels they're nice, don't get it wrong. I like the extra stickers, I like the idea behind it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not so 100% sold on the uh, the idea.
0: Uh, I think it's very split. I still haven't seen a one of one sticker yet. I'm still quite intrigued to see a blackboard of one of one out of the state. So,
1: you know what's going to happen though, you know, it's, it's going to be some. Kid that walks out of the shop with his dad, he pulls out a one of one, got no idea, sticks it in his book upside down, side to side, whatever. You'll never see it again. But um, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Now, now, me just thinking of some kid somewhere getting like a one of one Bellingham rookie World Cup sticker, and just probably sticks it in his or sticks it on his lunchbox, for example. <laughs> That's all the fun and game. With flex. yeah. Uh, it's all the fun and game stickers that it's not cards, so why not? stick them where you're going to stay i think everyone's done that a kid if they had a duplicate of their favorite player stick it on wherever it was like a cupboard or pencil case so it's good and it perfectly leads into one of our next discussion points is when it comes to stickers it's obviously a lot of people collect cards but not obviously you do have people collect stickers what is your viewpoint on people who actually collect like, rookie stickers rather than rookie cards or even some of the more vintage, which we'll get into? Like, Do you think it's a growing market, the sticker world? Whereas, obviously, most people are in cards. So, is it a growing market?
1: Um, I, d- I definitely think there is a market out there for rookie stickers. You know, I've got myself the Saka tabloid rookie sticker. Um, I still believe there's more value behind cards than stickers in terms of rookie. I think there's going to be more value in a rookie card than a rookie sticker. And obviously, stickers are obviously renowned to be tough graders. Um, so you've got have a like a PSA 10 in a sticker, let's say, that's worth a lot. Stickers are hard to grade. Um, but I, I personally think there's definitely a market for it. It's definitely popular. You know, especially like your, your Bellingham rookie stickers, your Saka rookie stickers, your Nunes rookie sticker, which we've seen a lot of recently. Um, obviously, since he's joined Liverpool. So I think there's there's definitely a market there for rookie stickers. I'd probably say more so recently than ever before. But I just think there's more value behind a rookie card than than a rookie sticker, especially with how difficult they are to grade. Um, I don't know if you're all a similar opinion. I know you like your stickers. You've got a few Salah rookies. Saliba rookie stickers Um, do you are you all the same opinion or do you think that there's more of a market out there for them
0: I think it's very I think it's a growing market I think people are now realising that there's some really cool stickers out there like you say uh, when you say a few people probably think oh, I've got two of it now I've got six Saliba rookie stickers Um but it is Saliba at the end of the day and I thought there was a bundle and I thought you might as well because you can then grade the best one or two and then pass some of the others on to some of the other willing Arsenal collectors out there but I think the more mod- there's, the modern market of stickers is a lot sh- smaller than the retro, vintage, which we'll come on to. Like, for example, like you say, there's millions of Diaz out there. There's millions of Nunes. There's millions of... I wish there was millions of the Mbappe sticker, which is the, t- the tune on it, which is a lovely sticker. Um, But it's just can be quite nice. At times, like you say, they're very hard to grade very well. So if you manage to put out a 10 rookie sticker, and especially like obviously, I can't imagine the amount of tabloid seconds that have been graded, especially like PSA, for example. It's in the hundreds, no doubt. That if you do get the 10, that is brilliant. But like I say, if you can then compare the tabloid sticker PSA 10, you're probably asking uh, this off the top of my head, probably 150 area. Whereas then you get a PSA 10 in his pitch kings rookie, and you're probably asking 1300 area. So there's a clear difference in price. I think this comes down to individuals. I'm personally a sticker fan, so I do like them. Um, like One of my goals from this World Cup sticker book is to get... I, now I've got the extra Ronaldo, I might try and get the extra Messi. I think it's quite a cool thing, then get their first World Cup ones. But it could be an area down the line that grows in popularity, but I think like up 2,000 onwards, I'm not sure how big the market will ever get. But then saying that 50 years down the line, who knows? But if you look prior to 2,000... I think that's where it gets interesting with the sticker world is no doubt anyone seen my page knows that I've got quite a few arsen Wenger stickers. And I think in my eyes, my favorite style of sticker is the Panini foot, which is the French league sticker books from the mid 1980s to the basically from to like 1998. I think are some of the nicest looking stickers and people often look at me quite strange when I say it, but it actually, they look vintage. Whereas you can kind of tell a modern day sticker now it's, smaller it's normally just a white white sticker there's not much going on it whereas them ones every year is a different color and the imagery they use is a lot better than your standard roll call so i know obviously you're a fan of venga and a fan of some of my venga stickers because you're trying to prize one out of my arms but do you think there's a clear difference in between the say prior to 2000 in the sticker world and after two thousand?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head where you can pick out a sticker pre-2000s from a mile away and you notice the uh, vintage or style to it. Um, and I think that the stickers you've got, like even the, the tabloid from uh, Saka, some of your Bellingham's, they're very, they are very modern, they are very traditional, and there's not really much, I don't want to say collectability, if that's even the right word to use about them, but. Um, you know, you compare them to uh, your pre two thousand stickers, there's probably more of a popularity towards those, for me anyway. Like, if I have the choice of, like, I've got my 1999 Omri Merlin rookie sticker, first ever Arsenal sticker, um, obviously in SGC. So that, to me, is more of a grail card obviously, than, obviously, in Saka's tabloid sticker. So would that be just Omri's, nah, I guess... Era in Premier League history. Um, but I think there's definitely a clear divide between your pre 2000 and your post 2000 um, in terms of a popularity front.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. I think when I've been doing quite a lot of research in the last week or so about the vintage market, especially and stickers slash early rookie cards, because obviously not everyone's stickers, especially if you, when you get to the 1960s and before area, a lot of them are cigarette cards or magazine cut-ins, there's quite a few different rookies out there, but I was kind of making, I'm starting to make a list of my, like, growls, so to speak, of different stickers, slash cards I want, and I was going through it the other day, and it's, I was surprised of how many stickers I ended up having on the list, because I was like, which players I want. Obviously, the dream for any Arsenal fan is to have the Thierry Henry rookie sticker, but Raw, it's going for 850 to $900, which is a lot for Raw sticker, and then I was thinking, oh, like, how much would it go for if it's like a PSA 8, which is a very good grade. And you're looking at about $9,000 at the moment, which it could, in my eyes, easily could be 20,000 in a few years time, but it's still a case if you've got to sink $900 is a lot for one sticker or one card or whatever it is. So you're looking into that. And then you look into second use and obviously they're dropping price. So that was one of the growls on it. Then I've got vault ball. Dennis Burkham from 1992, which is on the list. Yet again, it's another expensive sticker, which doesn't help me at all. But then I was looking at, for example, players that I don't particularly want in my PC, but I think are good investments. I was looking at like the early Eric Cantona, for example, and because like, it's that French football sticker, they just, I don't know, there's just that aura about, them. I think it's my favourite set now, definitely in the sticker world. Um, and... I think it's the only part of the market that you can see you can see growth on it because the rarity and especially if it's a good grade. But I can only see it going up. I know this is like I've no doubt we'll probably play this clip back in about six months and every single car's dropped by eighty percent and I look like an absolute clown. But I just I I can't see the vintage market going down because for two main areas, no one really knows how many stickers are out there. Obviously there's thousands printed at one point, but with stickers they're not designed to last they their designs just be stuck in your books. so most of them are in books if not they're just thrown in a drawer somewhere damaged or left out and there's something so I don't know if it's just me or if you would agree here but I just can't see the vintage market not going up in price and if we look at the big sales which will come like in the in a minute we'll just say about the biggest sale ever in trading card history but it seems the trend in America is vintage is where the money is so can, do you think there'd be a growth in the UK, especially in the vintage market, and people going after the rare cards, the big time, all time legends?
1: Yeah, I think inevitably, as time goes on, the older stickers are going to increase in value. You know, I know you mentioned we'll get onto it sort of in a, in a minute, but you look at that Mickey Mantle, for example. You know, the the longer time's gone on, the more that's gone up in value. So I think it's inevitable that the Pre-modern vintage is only going to go up in value. Um, I think the longer time goes on, the older, if you like, then them stickers get the value is only going to go up further. Especially if it's already graded in a high grade. Um, So yeah, I I think it is given that it's difficult to see a vintage market decreasing in value. I think the popularity is only going to get further and further and bigger and bigger around vintage cards and stickers, cigarette cards. Um, so I, I'm definitely of the opinion that it's going to get going to grow in popularity um, it's just a point of it gets to the point where you think where does the line end where do you draw the line where do you get to a point where vintage almost isn't as popular as it once was because like I said in my opinion vintage is going gonna, gonna to grow and grow and grow in the years to come because you've got so many big rookies that I've been in the last couple of years, like your Bellinghams, like your Sakas, like your Nunes, where in 10 15 years' time, the price of this that, that Saka tabloid rookie sticker could go through the roof. The price of them Bellingham rookies, they could go through the roof. Um, so I think it's always a gamble investing, it's always a gamble in obviously hoping that a card can go up in value in years to come. Um, but I'm definitely in agreement. In agreement, in, in agreement. It's so that like word that's it. In agreement with you that I think, yeah, you, I can't see the vintage market dipping. It's only gonna only gonna grow.
0: Yeah, I think talking to quite a few people who are looking into buying some of the retro stuff, especially the big legends or even more eighties, nineties of people who kept, like, for example, I'm trying to track down the two. I've got every Venga sticker when he was in the French League part oh, 85-86, which is rookie in second year, so I'm still on the hunt for them. But it's just when... There's just a patina about them. What I like is... Because, especially when you look at like the 60s and 70s, the printing machines that they use couldn't do what they can do now, all the multiple colours or blend it into one. It was a block colour or even just black and white because that's all they could do. Um, one of my friends, Jason El Toro Cards, is currently going collecting the pack of So cars which are fantastic from the nineteen fifties and sixties, especially the rookie ones with same years of Alfredo De Stefano, for example, which you're looking at them and the prices are on the Stefano are crazy, especially in high grades. And I just can't see how some some vintage is so cheap. I just don't get it personally. Like Fender, for example, um, a cool one I did see the other day was Sir Alex Ferguson's rookie card when he was actually a player and I think it was just really cool to see that one of the arguably I don't think anyone listening to this would doubt one of the biggest legends in the history of football and most influential figures in managerial that his stuff is still quite relatively cheap in comparison to say for example a heavy rookie from last year can go for the same price number to like 299 and I'm like it. it Cavie could be, don't get me wrong, could be one of the best midfielders to ever play football if his career goes away, people were saying it. But these people are already achieved everything. And it kind of, we, we always say that you can even compare it to players like De Bruyne or Aguero, that they don't get the love, even though they've really made it, but the rookies do, and that's part of the industry. But I really do hope that people look into the vintage market a lot more because some of the legends that have been, will never be repeated in my eyes, especially when you're looking at the 90s, say early 90s into the like, a mid-thousand. Some of the players then in their primes, like your burkhamps Omri's, Keynes, like there's so many absolute legends of the game. Just get slept on. And it's just the rookies, don't get me wrong, rook, rookies are great. I've got rookie of Arsenal players, great. But these players have made it. They've... Done everything possible, but there's just no love. There is lovers, but on the big boys, like the on you're going for thousands. But how do you... I, I can never work it out because just how it, just how it is. Like I was looking at the American basketball market to see if I could draw a comparison for this episode, and obviously you've got the big or the big course, which are the Fleer Michael Jordan 1986 and the new one, which is now being officially graded by PSA 1984 Michael Jordan rookie then obviously you got your Kobe's. But otherwise, it's all rookie cards. And it's just strange to me that legends get slept on. And I know we've had this discussion before about some of the greatest players to ever play for Arsenal and comparing them to the prices of, like, Martzelli, for example. But this is a, more of an open question. And people, I'd like to hear from people listening as well. If you could, is there any, like, certain players that you'd like to go after more, like, retro slash vintage? Arsenal or non Arsenal that like you grew up watching, like, for me, last night, I was looking at Ronaldinho's stickers and cards because he was just a fantastic player to watch. And his prices, obviously, on his Grêmio rookie are expensive, which is fair enough. But some of his early Barcelona stuff's not too bad price. So is there anyone that you'd look at, say, from the past that you'd actually think, oh, I'd like to get some of their older stuff?
1: Yeah, I think, obviously, um, being an Arsenal fan, I think it's towards You've got your Henri, Burkamp, Wenger. Are probably three that, are, uh, sorry, sort of highest on my hit list, if you like, in terms of vintage stuff. Um, obviously fortunate enough to already have. Obviously, Honore's first ever Arsenal sticker from obviously nineteen ninety nine, Merlin. Um, so yeah, please, to obviously have that. Um, but yeah, I think Henry, Burkham, and Vengo probably three that stand out the most that I sort of watched growing up. Um, you know, you mentioned when he was probably the one that everyone tried to copy in a school playground. Um, with, with the, the skills you used to try or whatever, and um, I think you could you could ask a million and one collectors who they would obviously go after in terms of the vintage market, and if we're you, some might say go after the teams like United's retro or Chelsea's retro or Spurs retro, but I think yeah, for me, Henri Benga were probably three that stand out the most um, in terms of who I'd love to go after and. The vintage world obviously speaking of which we will see michael schumacher as well also i've got his rookie card from grid um obviously art and center as well to unbelievable f one legends um so yeah they're, they're probably a handful of i guess vintage that i would go after um other than ronaldino is there anything that you would go after let's say from like an arsenal perspective I know you've got your fingers, um, anything that stands out for you.
0: So the one I've been doing research in, reason which I'm going to buy, is Tony Adams' true rookie. Because growing up as Arsenal, Mr Arsenal captain of title-winning teams. And I couldn't believe it when, to my knowledge at the moment, of the only card that I can find, which is from the second year he was an Arsenal player, which I find is his true rookie, goes for the grand total of £4 which I still can't believe because one of the biggest Arsenal legends of all time, statue outside, nicknamed Mr. Arsenal, and I can get it for £4. I'm like, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Get that off to SGC or MGC, most likely SGC, because I normally grade retro with SGC. It's just a brilliant piece to have in a collection, to have an Arsenal legend for £5, grade it all in 30 quid bit of a no-brainer, right? So Tony Adams is the main one which I'm going to pick up. But I was even looking at other players. I was then looking delving into the history books and two of the first Arsenal legends from the 1930s. When well, when our first FA Cup in 1930, which was Cliff Bass and Ted Drake of that era of the 30s, I actually found out their rookie stickers are quite rookie cards. Sorry, are expensive. So the Cliff Bass one, there's only one lifted listed up at the moment at 160, which I'm not paying that much for it. And then Ted Drake's about. Eighty. So, I might what I might do is kind of create a twenty-player legend list and try and get the even. Obviously, Omri's a bit out of my ever my depth at the moment, but maybe first Arsenal card of each one. I Think could be quite cool. Um, and like I know you picked up the Emirates Stadium, uh, bad uh, state Emirates Stadium card from Prism. I found a LDC Publishing hybrid Stadium from nineteen ninety four which is the same manufacturer as one of the Beckham rookies. So I'm going to get that and I'm going to see who anyone grades it. Cause I think it'd be quite cool to have a display case, hybrid graded and the Emirates graded and the badge in the middle. So otherwise there's not many hybrid cards out there. So that's even though people don't naturally think about it. I think the vintage grounds could be quite cool down the line. If they do bring it, I'd love a Prism flashback hybrid card. I think I'd go for every single card in the world. I'd go for every single base card. I wouldn't get, I'd go for everything. I just love that place. So, and then even you can look at what people don't think as well, retro badges, which I've been looking into. And It's quite cool that you can get badges from cigarette cards in the 30s all the way through to the modern day. So you can like literally see the changes of the badges and the evolution of the club. So it could be quite cool, but the main plan I'm going over Tony Adams. And potentially, I've got lucky enough already, I've got um, Vieira's Viera second year. I've got True Rookie, Pires, who's one of my favourite players of all time. So the one that I might go after is um, Meza Ozil's true rookie, just because that's more modern, but um, from his Schalke, yeah, which is still quite affordable, 10 to £15, but it's just a quite a cool thing, and I think that's one thing I'm looking forward to at the next London car Show, So I know there's one dealer, I don't know his name, so if he does listen to us, do apologise, but literally has folders upon folders of retro stickers, and I don't know if you've seen him at the show, but it's, it's just something looking through the retro ones are really cool, and sometimes it's not even a card or sticky that you've ever seen it's just quainty and unique that you kind of want to pick it up for the pc and just have it sitting there so it is a lot of fun vintage and i think i'm slowly growing at the moment whereas i'd say a year ago it was probably 75% modern 25% vintage i think now it's kind of the scales has changed quite a bit that are more vintage than modern which is quite interesting and i think everyone's different so so i'd say it's great fun and I don't know if you'd agree with me here, but not all vintage has to be graded. But would you grade it SGC if you was to grade um, vintage? Um, personally, I, I do,
1: I'm on the fence with whether I think vintage looks better graded or not. I think arguably some graded stickers or cards do look nice raw in a top loader, in a mag, whether that may be. Um, but I'm also of the opinion that I think in terms of security and obviously keeping it in good condition, I think grading is the way forward. Um, Whether that be through SGC, PSA or MGC, um, obviously definitely three that I would personally look at in terms of grading vintage. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely probably sat on the fence because there's some stickers that you just look at and think it's only going to grade like a three, a four, a five, let's say. Um, And you think, is it worth it? One, potentially for the encapsulation to keep it in that condition. Um, But then you could get, on the other hand, where you think that's going to grade an eight, a nine. And in the vintage world, that price has then just doubled, if not tripled. Um, So I think it's just in terms of the condition of the the card slash sticker, whether she had it or not but yeah in my opinion I think SGC, PSA or MGC probably the three that I would look at in terms of vintage.
0: And that is an absolute perfect segue to talk about an announcement by MGC this week and I know you've been preparing that segue for the last 25 minutes <laughs> and I've been seeing you working your brain so do you want to just talk us through the big announcement yesterday as we're filming this which was Sunday we tried to record it of MGC
1: yeah, so it actually ties in quite nicely because I remember my first ever London card show. Um, I actually went up to the MGC stand and asked them whether they were doing this at the time. So they said no, but they're obviously going to be um, considering it in the future. Obviously, they gratefully announced yesterday um, that they're going to be starting to accept submissions in the very near future for tickets. Now, I think for me, this is... Big, I think, you know, you're looking at potentially only PSA, the only other graders out there that grades tickets and the turnaround time, you know, we're looking at about a year at the moment. So I think for a UK grading company to come out and say they're grading tickets is is massive. And I think there's a lot of collectors in the UK that do collect uh, tickets that do, you know, collect tickets from certain events from certain moments um, to have these graded encapsulated with a UK graded company to me obviously is massive so I for one am definitely looking forward to sending them a few of my tickets um, but yeah I, I think it's definitely a, a big step forward for, for the UK hobby and for the UK scene and kudos to MGC to, to making it happen I know it's not been I mean when, when was that card show that I spoke to them must have been about what nearly a year ago now um, so now having it all to become a reality. So, yeah, hats off to Jake and the team. But, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I am looking forward to, to seeing.
0: Yeah, and I think I was, funny enough, I was going through my tickets last week as I was thinking, oh, can I re-, In this is true, honest word to everyone. I was saying, I really cannot be bothered to send these off to PSA and wait so long for them back and... When MGC said, oh, we're grading tickets, I started looking through my tickets. And for some reason, I've always kept my tickets from everything I've ever been to. Tried to keep them good. shape. Obviously, naturally, some of them move over time. But I then decided, right, let me just do a rough number check of how many tickets I might want to get graded. And I think I have that 17 when I stopped because I thought, Jesus Christ, it's going to get expensive. But <laughs> like I said, this is fantastic because... I'm personally a massive fan of tickets and like you say, it captures the fence of history or even thing is what well. there's what I like as well with tickets it doesn't have to be a substantial match or sake happen in it. It could be your first ticket and it means so much to you personally that you'd want to get it slapped and protected that I've gone through my tickets and for as is exclusive of which I'm gonna be going with first of all. I've got three 2006 Champions League final tickets which we'll be going for grading, um, which Even though Arsenal did lose that final 2-1 to Barcelona, it's a moment of history of Arsenal, the only Champions League final we've ever got to. To this point, hopefully that will change in the future, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, So, there we'll be going off. I've got a few FA Cup final tickets, uh, especially Arsenal-Chelsea, which I'm calling the per murte final, where he played so well when we won uh, 2-1, I believe it was. Then, I was just looking through random ones. I've got, even from this season... The first game Palace away, Saliba, Jesus, Inchenko, rookie cards, uh, tickets, sorry. I've got Bournemouth away, which was Saliba's first goal. So it's kind of quite a cool thing of what you can do. And what I recommend people doing, especially if you've got tickets, around, just have a look because it's not just football tickets. Any sport, I've got boxing tickets as well that I'm thinking about getting graded. Uh, Tyson Fury, Dillian White from Wembley this year or Anthony Joshua Boveckin this is this is endless because it can be concert tickets as well, it can be anything that's literally had a ticket, it can be a West End show if you really wanted to do it so it's a really cool thing and I think the problem's going to be is well I'm going to store all these cards because uh, tickets because no doubt they're not fitting in my case because that is completely full up already with cards so I'm going to have to find some sort of solution but I know you've obviously got, we've both got one ticket each at PSA so we're waiting for them to come back whenever they come back but is there any tickets that you haven't got that you're thinking, oh, actually, this would suit the PC really well if I got it in a slap? Oh, I was
1: just about to say, obviously, on touching on your subject, I think the sad thing nowadays is you don't find many paper tickets anymore. Um, most tickets are digital. Most tickets are on your phone. Um, also I also know you say in terms of away tickets, you tend to get paper ones, which you've got, obviously, for Saliva's first, first goal for Arsenal. Um, I think that's probably the sad thing in my eyes, that a lot of tickets now... You, you don't you don't get physical tickets anymore. Um but in terms of tickets that I would love to have obviously in the in the PC, I think obviously the main standout for me would probably be either Saka's debut, which was in the Europa League, which um I did actually see a PSA graded version on eBay um I think last week. I think I sent it to you, didn't I, Ronnie? Um but even sort of like, I think, because the ticket I had at PSA was obviously the um, Arsenal against Palace when Giroud scored that Puskas goal of the year, the Scorpion kick. It was actually, the, the goal was on the 1st of January and he went on to win the goal of the year. So, uh, but that was quite, quite cool. So, that's currently with PSA. Um, but yeah, I think an honorary ticket, maybe his debut or like a Fabregas debut ticket or some of the big Arsenal legends. Um, I'd potentially love to have obviously Wenger's last game for Arsenal. Last game, like his last managerial game. Okay. Um, we're, not, we're not sticking to Giza at left-back, but um, I think, yeah, even to have like his sort of last managerial game ticket or, um, yeah, I think there are probably a few tickets that I would love to have. But like I said, it's, it's so difficult to get a paper ticket nowadays um, of certain events where everything's just digital. And I think mean, that's the only downside to the ticket market is that tickets probably are more expensive nowadays in terms of buying them because you don't see them anymore. Um, but yeah, I think they're, they're probably a few tickets that I would love to have graded with MGC um, in, in the PC. But like you said, they're not the size of normal st- normal cards. They can't go into your little, uh, little card cases. So <laughs> it's either find a to, to store them or, uh, yeah, any uh, TCG suppliers, ticket cases... <laughs>
0: Oh, 100% I was literally looking at some of my uh Wembley cup ticket like Wembley tickets from England or other events and they are absolutely ginormous like you know, I'm looking at them and they're about 21 centimeters long about 10 centimeters wide and I was literally comparing it to a trading card and I think I could get two trading cards in for one ticket I was just like these slabs are gonna being massive and then I looked at the pictures what MGC provided on their announcement yesterday and I actually think they look quite neat that I've seen some that look ginormous and it's like a little stub of a ticket and you're like waste of time but they kind of they look really snug that I think they actually look really nice to look at which I think will convince a lot more people to actually grade the tickets with them because they look good and no doubt there's some really cool tickets that people have got whether it's F1 boxing, football, and so much. It honestly is. It's quite endless, especially up until five years ago. That obviously there's a lot more common tickets. Obviously now away tickets, but now I'm going because I've been fortunate to have a season ticket for so long. But there again, so many moments now that I, would allow, I could have had a ticket for, but now I'm just like, uh, kind of. You have to buy like, for example, the one I was thinking of was the last game at Highbury. However, you really have to buy a Wigan ticket, which is the away, and I don't really want to do that because it. So, it's a bit of a catch 22 because a load of things you just won't be able to find tickets for, which is a shame. But I definitely think people don't realize how big the ticket market is because in America, it's ginormous. Um, the reason why PSA has got such a long queue is there's literally companies that sub thousands of tickets a month and they can just sell them off from different games, sporting events, historic moments. I see one from Woodstock the other day that sold. Um, I see one from, uh, I think it was the first Batman premiere. I think like stuff like that that I never even thought of, and people have already got it in slabs and I thought it's really endless. I was now thinking, right, I need to find, I've got to set a day aside to sort through my old house and try and find every single ticket of Olympic Games, of every, any, literally anything that could be quite cool. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Obviously, it's still a few months down the line, which is fair enough because no doubt it's been a long process to get the right slabs, to get the right process in place. but I I can't wait for it. I'm going to maybe set up a tent outside MGC the night before it goes live just so I'm at the front of the queue. But like I say, it's a massive step for the UK. And congratulations to Jake and the guys over at MGC because they're bringing yet another thing that the UK market really needs. And not even the UK market, the world market. Because like I say, unless you want to pay a fortune at PSA, you're going to wait eight to 12 months if you're lucky, if not longer. So to be able to have a good turnaround time a good turnaround time for tickets you would even arguably say it's five to six months. So we're intrigued to see more information and no doubt when it comes closer to the time we'll try and get Jake or one of the guys on to talk about it because I think it's going to be really cool to see the slabs come out and see what people go with. But in other, in other news, there's not been much other news. That was kind of the big one. So, But there's a new set that Tops are bringing out which is a Jose Mourinho collection which pains me to say as an Arsenal fan because I do not like the geezer. But... It is a platinum set, and the platinum set in baseball is actually a very nice set, and it's themed on the UEFA competition, so Champions League, Europa League and Conference League. So I'm hoping it's a 2022-2023 set and potential of an Arsenal card in there. But do you like these different sets that feel like Obviously, they put Jose Mourinho's name on this one, but do you think it's quite cool to have these new sets coming into Tops and the different labels as well?
1: Yeah, I think... There's an element of I guess coolness, if you like, where they are releasing different sets and they're different just variations, but in the same breath, it's just very repetitive. There's there's a lot of the same stuff with a few tweaks or you know, just a, a very similar outline. Um see for anyone that I guess loves Chelsea. You're, the Mourinho set is probably going to be quite niche. It's probably going to be quite sought after by certain collectors, certain fans. Um, but for me, I just feel like sometimes so it's getting a bit repetitive now and it's the same sort of similarity in terms of boxes and car types. And, and I could be of an unpopular opinion, but um, I, I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I think it's, it's good that we are, still getting regular boxes that are being released and, and brought out, but I just think sometimes it just gets a little bit of the same type of cards. Um but Yeah, I, I think it'll be a popular set. I think, obviously, it'll be popular with certain collectors. Um, but I just think it might be nice to see a bit of a different variation from uh, from top sometimes.
0: That is, like you say, we're very used to the same players being in every set, so it's one of them that the only way to really assess the set is when it comes out and like Inception I've been waiting I didn't pick up a box but I'm waiting about six weeks just to see a box of that see what it is and make an opinion on that so hopefully people won't be waiting too long on the fact of um, getting the boxes after ordering it. but like I say it's intriguing to see what they're like um, so some top products go down good some don't so it's a matter of speaking with that one and an interesting point I did read on online about Topsies. is Living set one of my favorite sets of free cards come out every week and you just order the ones you want to order. But it's been kind of a gap since Project 22's come out, they haven't really been doing the living set. So I don't know if Project 22 is taking over from the living set or they're just giving it a break until the start of the UA for competitions. But it's a bit of, if it is not no longer the living set, it's a bit of a shame because I actually really like the set. Um, Project 22 is a story for Nefabad because we literally refresh it every Tuesday. Waiting for an Arsenal card and they never come, so I'm kind of giving up Project Twenty Two. But as soon as I say that today, no doubt one will come out tomorrow. But the Living Set—I know you're trying to piece together the last couple of Arsenal ones when we was originally in Europa League. But it'd be a bit of a shame to see the Living Set go from tops.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of them. One of them collections where people want to go for the full team set. You know that's—I know I, know I know you already have the full Arsenal set. Um, I think about two or three cards away. So it is one of them collections where people try and go for the full team set, and I think they are nice cards. So it would be a shame to see swapped completely, just get rid of it without any, I guess, warning or notification, because they are a really nice set and and one that I mean, I know a lot of fans like collecting their their team cards. So it would be a shame to see it go if it is or has gone. Um, I don't think Project 22 is a bad replacement if Leeds must and that is what's going to happen. Um, as I said, we are still waiting for an Arsenal card so I might change my opinion of that tomorrow if there's still no Arsenal card in there. Um, yeah, I think it would be a massive shame to see the top seven set go. I think it's a nice set. It's a cool set. Um, similar, I guess, to Project 22 with the artist designs. But, um, yeah, I think it would be a shame to see the top seven set go. But I guess we we'll have to find out in due course whether they bring them out. Because I know they still bring out these Champions League season sets every Monday as well. Um, still no Arsenal version of those. But you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not salty. It's all good. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, hopefully they will. They will bring it back. in might just be a couple of weeks off with the Project Twenty Two. But yeah, hopefully they do bring out some more top living sets uh, in the future.
0: Definitely, and the last thing for this week, I've got to say, I do commend everyone's commitment to try and to waggle their way through game to try and get these blasters which can't be sold at the moment even though they're on shelf so I've seen quite a lot of people who've got to the checkout until and trying to blag their way through getting them a couple of weeks early so they can try and get a nice card and set it off but like I say 9th of September is the official release date for Merlin so there were quite a few people with their go in game I suppose when they wake up that morning before work or wherever it is to try and pick up a few blasters but that like I say that's a great step um, will you be one of the people setting up tent like what they used to do back in the day of the Apple releases on Oxford Street
1: um, I'm actually working on a day of release so I might try and go up there the following on Saturday um, no doubt if they had any they probably would be sold out by the time I get there on a Saturday but um, I think yeah, I think it's just cool to go into uh, have the element of going into a store, picking up hobby boxes, blaster boxes. is something that I think the UK market needs and would sell very well in when the time comes to expand on that. Um, like, you know, how cool is it going to be to walk into a game and just see a box of Merlin blaster just sat there? So, I might have a little wander around on a Saturday and see if I can find one in a game. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. I'm sure they will sell out on the Friday. Yeah.
0: You? You have a little
1: wander around and try and find some?
0: I might do. Um, if there was Arsenal in it, 100%, but sadly yeah. Arsenal in it, so I might I might like you say one box if I'm ripped £25, not too bad. Hopefully get a nice card in there that you can set on or even a nice rookie to keep, but it's just a good sign for the future that there might be more products, especially Tops, coming out within the high street setting, so that's like I say, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing what comes out soon from Tops and especially when it comes to the 22-23 and our beloved Arsenal's back in it so I can then chase all the Arsenal cards rather than getting it seeing a Chelsea card and being like well that was a waste of money but (laughs) it is what it is when it comes to uh, Arsenal and UEFA products at the moment but But if there's any other closing points you, as I said it's been a bit of a quieter week this week in the trading card world so is there anything else that you've noticed or you're looking at picking up that you want to let the people know
1: no, so I, I pretty much. I think we covered sort of most landmarks, I guess, from the from the last week. It has been a quite a quiet week in the hobby. Um, not much has really been released or spoken about. Um, which I guess isn't a bad thing. You know, everyone has quiet weeks, and it's really nice to have a little, uh, have a little relax for a week. Um, but no, I, I think we've pretty much covered a couple of bases. So, unless there's anything else that you wanted to to mention or bring up,
0: no, I think it's been, like I said, we've covered everything. Um, the uh, Bank had their first card show in the States which was a very yeah. pleasant thing to see so have a look out for videos from like different content creators over there because that's a new stride for a show in California that went down really well and a few rumours that are coming out slash what people are saying that some of the content creators from the States are looking at potentially coming over to Europe slash UK for shows which would be great to see because then it would start ramping up the popularity but otherwise it's been another great week for the pod and uh, like I say it, after this midweek, it fin finalized the first month of the the fantasy football league for the top loader podcast. So we've got I've basically got ten more games to hold on to top spot and uh give myself a pat on the back. Otherwise, someone else can be taking top spot and you'll be shouted out next week. And should be interesting. Uh, we won't be mentioning I I I'm mentioning fantasy, but Harry can stay quiet for this because I know he's. Well, to be fair, every single person listening to this will hate Mohamed Salah. So it's fine. You score nine goals and don't get a, don't get a goal or assist. But it's been another great episode. And uh, no doubt that we shall catch you next week. Hopefully, there's a lot of news stories and everything else. And also, hopefully, a special guest that we are working on. So, no doubt that everyone out there, have a lovely week. Hopefully, the sun is shining. Happy collecting. Stay safe. Happy Hobbying, which I didn't get to say last week, which is fun. But most importantly, everyone have a great week and good nights.
1: Okay, guys. See you later.